Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Let's talk some UVA basketball. Chris Graham here on the podcast in Virginia getting ready for Florida State on Saturday night. Played Monday night, had a few days off in between and uh, kind of give us a chance to recharge the old batteries. Florida State, uh, six and six at the turn of the new year. Not Things not looking good. Uh, finished up the 2023 calendar year with a home loss to Lipscomb a middle-of-the-pack A-Sun team. And if you don't know what the A-Sun is, you're not alone. Uh, but now the Knowles are at 7-4 and four in the ACC. They won five straight after that loss to Lipscomb. Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, and Miami among those victims there. Nice, impressive streak. And they've played Carolina twice really tough, lost by single digits both times. So two of the four losses there. But overall, three of their last five have been losses, the Nader being... That inexplicable 101-92 loss to Louisville on February 3rd, last Saturday. 101 points for Louisville. Louisville in the two games uh, total against Virginia, 105 points, just for context there. The uh, things got turned around a little bit. 63-62 win at Boston College. You get a win in the ACC on the road anytime. Doesn't matter who it is. And Boston College, actually, that's a, that's a quad two win when we're thinking about those kind of things. That might get things back on track for Florida State. Uh, looking at the rotation, this is a Leonard Hamilton team. He plays a lot of guys. He'll play as many as 12 guys, depending on the matchup. Probably go with 9 or 10 in this one. Uh, but uh, he'll throw them at you in waves. That's what he does. He recruits lots of really good ballers, and he throws them out there. The only one that averages over 30 minutes a game this year, and there, there are years he doesn't have a guy average 30 minutes a game. It's 6'5", senior Darren Green, 12 points a game, 39.1% from three. You got to watch for out for him. Uh, he's one of three double-digit scorers for this team. The point guard is a 6'7 guy. A VCU transfer, Jameer Watkins, 13.7 points a game, 5.8 rebounds a game, 2.8 assists a game, 42% field goal, 31% three field goal. Uh, gets to the foul line a lot, 5.4 free throw attempts a game, shoots 78.2% from the line. So, yeah, that's a guy to watch out for. Georgetown transfers the other guard, Primo Spears, 11.4 points a game. Shooting numbers not so good. 36% from the field, 28.6% from three. 6'3", junior, he's uh, the smallest guy in the lineup. Smallest guy, not just in the lineup, but the rotation. And he also is a, he's a volume shooter, as I like to say. 10.7 field goal attempts per game leads the team. Um, the other starter and regular in the backcourt is 6'7", junior, uh, Jalen Worley. 7.3 points a game. Uh, he gets 22.9 minutes a game as the starter at the three spot. I'm not sure how. Hamilton looks at his one, two, three, four, five, but uh, Virginia looks at the three as another guard spot. Six, seven guy Worley uh, will give you some minutes there. Now in the front court, lots of big guys. This is where the waves come in. The starter is a guy, at least the starter of late, has been a guy named Deontay Green. Uh, 5.7 points a game, 51.2% field goal, but he only plays 14.8 minutes per game. He gets the starts, he's 6'9", but then there's a bevy of guys behind him. At the center spot, there's a couple of 6'11 guys, uh, both sophomores. Cam Corin, 8.5 points a game, 64.3% field goal, most of the stuff right around the rim, 17.9 minutes per game. And Baba Miller, the other 6'11 uh, sophomore, 7.5 points, 5.0 rebounds, uh, 24.1 minutes per game. So a couple guys here have split a lot of time at the four and five spots, obviously, when you add their numbers up with Deontay Green. Uh, the two other bigs get limited, but regular minutes, uh, 6'11", senior Jalen Ganey, uh, averages 11.8 minutes a game. Uh, he's a Brown transfer. And 6'10", freshman Taylor Bull Bowen 
averages 10.8 minutes a game. So it'll add up. Yeah, they'll put <laughs> they'll waves of guys out there at you uh, who are big. Uh, how Virginia plays this one, it's all hands on deck in the front court. This could be a challenge for Virginia. Uh, even with Jordan Minor uh, emerging as he has, he started eight games now. Virginia's seven and one in those eight starts, 8.3 points a game, 5.1 rebounds a game, and 23.1 minutes a game as a starter at center. Uh, and then Blake Buchanan uh, having emerged as a really good option as the backup center, the freshman, averaging 3.7 points, 3.2 rebounds, 14.6 minutes per game. We know what he can do. He had 18 points early in the season against Florida, against a really big front line. Um, the other two f bigs are big guys, tall guys, but they're both read thin, as we know. Ryan Dunn, the 6'8 sophomore, uh, 9.4.7.3 rebounds, 2.2 blocks per game. Um, and then Jake Groves, the shooting wizard, 50.0% from three-point range this season, eight points a game, and of late double digits uh, in his last three. Uh, they'll they'll have some issues defensively, but they'll call some issues on the other end for Florida State keeping up with them. Uh, Reese Beekman figures to get uh, Watkins at the point, the 6'7 VCU transfer. Uh, Beekman, of course, the reigning, defending, undefeated, undisputed uh, ACC Defensive Player of the Year. And I'll give the advantage here to Beekman uh, in a rare situation for him. Well, he'll, he'll give up four inches. He's going to get up under uh, Watkins, and I would think he'll give him some trouble as a result of that. Virginia will need some scoring output from uh, Isaac McNeely, who of late, he's he was been two of eight combined from three his last two games, but he's discovered something he didn't have, a mid-range jumper, eight of 16 from the field in the last two games on mid-range jumpers, kind of coming off those curls, pulling up from 12 to 15 to you know, 16, 17 feet. Eight of 16 on those. Uh, that, of course, the, when coming off those curls, it makes the bigs who set the screens uh, there near the lane uh, a lot more effective off those uh, the pocket passes off the dump down. So um, you got you pick your poison there. Do you pick uh, a guy who's shooting 50% on mid-ranges or do you, you know, jump out on him and leave a guy open, maybe running to the basket for a layup or dunk? Tough, tough choice. Uh, the um, the one weak spot in this team, and it's not to cast any aspersions on Andrew Rohde. We've been writing a lot about, writing a lot about Andrew Rohde last few weeks, a lot of reader uh, input as well. Uh, but that is the weak spot, whether it's Rohde or, or Tane Murray or even Dante Harris. Um, you know, the other four spots for Virginia, you got two NBA first-round picks in Reese Beekman and Ryan Dunn. You've got a center and backup center who are giving you good minutes in Jordan Minor and Blake Buchanan. Um, you've got Jake Groves giving you a lot of good minutes at the three and four spots. Of course, then Beekman and McNeely. Uh, it's that one spot there, that that three guard that uh, has been has been Virginia's problem this year. Um, uh, Rody of late uh, in his last five games, averaging two point four points and two point oh assists in seventeen point six minutes per game. And I point that out because Tane Murray. Uh, in the last five games, has been averaging 16.8 minutes per game. So even though Rody gets the starts, Murray's getting a lot of time uh, at that uh, second off-guard spot. And he's been a little more productive, 4.2 points, so 4.2 versus 2.4, and actually 2.2 assists versus 2.0 assists. And then Murray, of course, shoots so much better. He's a 50% shooter in his last uh, five games and 51.1% on the season. Um the uh, the uh, the other option uh, in that off guard uh, position and guys a guy who will see minutes is Dante Harris. 
He's been, you know, he's been back for a few games now. In fact, he's been back for all seven games of the winning streak. His minutes early in the winning streak, he, he got 16.0 minutes per game in the first three. He's been down to 10.5 in the last four. Um, he's still he's still hobbling a bit from, you know, not 100% at least, from that high ankle sprain he suffered uh, around Thanksgiving, and he missed 10 games as a result. Uh, and so uh, that's the the challenge there. You know, love to see some more minutes, uh, more good minutes out of all three of those guys. But, you know, no one has really stepped up to say, that's my job. That's my position. And um, that's that's going to be the the limitation for this Virginia team until one of those three guys uh, or two of those three guys or all three of those three guys can say that uh, they're playing well and consistently. Uh, this Virginia team's ceiling is going to be a little lower as a result of that. So, um Let's see, what else can we get into here? UVA basketball notebook kind of wrapping up things from that Miami win. Uh, Groves taking advantage of his time on the bench, and it's interesting. You know, uh, my colleague Scott German uh, was communicating with uh, a friend of his, former longtime ACC assistant. We'll leave his name out, but um, someone that Scott's known for quite a while and uh, was at a couple of Virginia's games recently. And uh, his point uh, after watching Jake Groves was maybe Groves is better off the bench. This is something he said to Scott over the weekend um, after the after the win at Clemson, that perhaps, again, Groves uh, is a kind of guy who likes to it feels it felt like to him that uh, he likes to kind of watch the flow of the game, kind of figure out his spots and then and then takes advantage when he gets in the game. And there are guys who are really good at that. Think back to Vinny Johnson, the microwave, who played for the Detroit Pistons back on those bad boys teams that won a couple of championships uh, late 80s. Uh, there are guys who are just better suited to being sixth man uh, kind of guys. Um, it's interesting that Groves explained his thinking after the win over Miami the other night. He, he, he said he, he likes watching the flow of the game kind of getting my mind right before I get in there, just seeing what the pace looks like, how they're guarding us. And then when I go in, it's just all between the lines. And so, you know, observation uh, given to us and then Groves uh, confirming that observation, he's just more comfortable in that position. And he's giving Virginia a lot of good minutes in the three and four spots. Uh, you know, the three in Virginia's offense is a guard. So, you know, when you think if you watch Virginia games closely, there's two uh, bigs, two you know the the power forward and center, as we as they've traditionally been called, are setting screens constantly, setting screens for the guards who are running off screens. Um, Groves is good at he's he's really good at a couple of things. He's good at setting those screens and then popping out to the three point line uh, when the defense gets a little lax, uh, maybe focuses too much on the guy who's getting the screen and coming off the screen. Um, you know, the, a lot of times you'll see guys roll to the basket off that. The big will roll to the basket. Um, but Gross floats back out to the three-point line. And then he's he's also good at running off the screens. And so uh, he can he can play both uh, roles and, and play them really well. He's got good footwork, uh, great hand-eye coordination. Doesn't really need a lot for that shot. It's not a wind-up shot. It's not a jump shot. Uh, he's 6'9". He can see over the defense. So he just needs a, a little sliver of light, and he can be open. He's shooting 50% from three, 51.5% from the field overall. And uh, love seeing him getting the minutes he's getting. It would prove a little bit more on defense, and uh, he'll continue to be really good for this Virginia team. Uh, we, we wrote in the notebook about Blake Buchanan and how he's um, – you know, he had that 18-point game in the win over Florida. You're thinking, man, this kid, four-star, we've been hearing about him for a couple of years as a recruit. 
And his second game as a as a Cavalier, he's got 18.7 rebounds against a team with a lot of big guys in the post. And then since his numbers have dropped off, he's not had a double digit game since uh, his playing time has has gone up and down. Started a couple games, come off the bench, gotten some single digit minute games. But since Jordan Miner has emerged as a starting center, Blake Buchanan has settled in really nicely as the backup. It's kind of you know, the pressure's off of him uh, to to not have to produce at a high level as he's still kind of growing into himself as a basketball player. He's still got to get stronger. That'll happen in the offseason. Uh, but, uh, you know, the other night he had six points, some 307 shooting. He was a really effective finisher uh, on some nice pocket passes from the point guards and from the guards. He also had two rebounds and two blocks. Not the kind of numbers in 22 minutes that would necessarily blow you away, but the one number that would is plus minus. And plus minus is the basically that's the score of the game when you're in the game. Virginia outscored Miami by 25 points when he was in the game. Uh, at plus minus of 25, really an indication of his overall contribution to the team. And uh, he talked after the game about how his teammates told him, hey, just, just fight through it. It's going to happen. You're a freshman. Uh, you're still getting used to the speed of the game, the strength of the game, and uh, the game will come to you. Just keep working at it. And he talked about how after after that uh, he, uh, after the game against Miami, he talked about how uh, he's he made it a point to just go in the gym more, work on his game uh, and on his own. Uh, I will point out that uh, at least at home games, when I'm uh, covering Virginia home games, uh, I hang out in the media in the media row uh, out in the arena. Uh, to write my post game right away, uh, Scott German for Augusta Free Press goes down uh, into the media room where the uh, interviews are being done and uh, talks with, you know, he's there with the coaches and players, uh, getting a sense of what's going on in there. I'm out in the arena and it's, and I note now, I'm not, not talking specifically about Buchanan, but the other night, a couple guys who were out there getting up jump shots after the game, 10 minutes after the game, uh, were Andrew Rohde. Uh, credit to him for working hard. He went out there. He was throwing shots up, had a rebounder with him, and also Leon Bond. Uh, love seeing that. You know, a couple guys who didn't get a lot of minutes uh, in the game with Miami, and uh, they were out there working hard after the game. So that's how you get better. Uh, you know, you work on your shot, you work on uh, just your know, conditioning, everything else, and, and that's what helps you get better. Uh, as far as chemistry goes, things feel like they're getting there. I talked about this earlier. Uh, you know, things are solidified except for that one spot, uh, the roadie spot. And it's not, I'm, you know, that's the spot he starts in. Uh, the I should call it the roadie Murray Harris spot. Um, those guys, when you add their numbers up, play about 40 minutes a game. And that's the third spot. You know, there's 40 minutes of playing time for each of the five positions on the floor. Right. So, um, but uh, everything else is is looking really good right now. Jordan Miner and Blake Buchanan, uh, you know, really solidifying that that five position. Ryan Dunn uh, will split time between three and four. Uh, you know, small forward is three, power forward is four. Um, in Virginia's offense, actually, three is the big another big guard, uh, but then power forward is four. Uh, Jake Groves also split in time between the three and four. Um, and then the backcourt, you know, the, the stalwarts in the backcourt, Beekman and McNeely, both averaging in double digits. Beekman leading the team in scoring 13.4 a game, 6.1 assists per game. Uh, McNeely shooting 46.6% from three. Grove shooting 50% from three. Um, it's just that last spot that's got to figure, you know, get, get figured out. But we still got eight games to figure it out, right? I mean, Virginia's on a seven-game winning streak, starting at two and three in the ACC. 
a couple of really bad, actually three really bad road losses, all by double digits. And since Virginia's been running the table, so and that's still that's with a team that can still grow. When we talk about is a team playing uh, at its at its peak up to its full potential, I still don't think this Virginia team is at its at its full potential. I mean, they're they're eighty percent at best because there's still that one position that needs to really get solidified. So I'm that's a good sign. I mean, they've won seven straight and they're still not there yet. Let's put it that way. Um, let's see, what else can we get into here? You know, as the next couple of days go on, I'm I'm able to do this podcast because early because <laughs> you know we had all this time between games. Uh coming up uh tomorrow, Friday, for those uh, if you're not listening, watching uh on Thursday as I've at, right after I've recorded this. Um, we'll you know take another look, one last look at UVA FSU, which is Saturday night at eight o'clock on the CW. Uh, we'll also then uh, I'm going to do a look uh at the uh who's in the NBA, who's overseas. Haven't done that in a while. In fact, I don't think I've done that at all this year. Uh, today was a trade deadline. Malcolm Brogdon surprisingly not moving from Portland. I thought that was a given. Um, and Joe Harris uh released. By the Detroit Pistons, that's got to be the best thing that can happen to him. If assuming he can, uh, you know, clear waivers and get out there and figure out where he wants to play, find find a playoff contender he can go out and sharpshoot for. Uh, we'll look at some of the transfers from last year to Caden Shedrick, Isaac Trout, Francisco Cafaro come to mind. Look at some of the guys. Kihei Clark was he was doing well in the G League, got hurt a couple weeks ago. Uh, let's see, Jaden Gardner. Uh, want to try to figure out where Armand Franklin is. He has some good numbers in the G League, but hasn't played in a while. So, but we'll track all that down tomorrow. Kind of catch up with, uh, you know, some of the recent uh, Virginia guys and how they're doing wherever they are in college, NBA, G League, Europe, and far flung places across the world. And uh, then, then the game is Saturday night. So uh, we have a long day Saturday to to wait that out. Um, first as far, you know, we had a six o'clock Saturday game once this year, but this will be the latest we play on a weekend all season long. Um, if you have any questions for me, mailbag items are welcome. I get lots of really good mailbag items. It's a smart fan base. You know, you, you guys and gals are, are, uh, very savvy, uh, knowledgeable about basketball and would expect that out of a UVA a fan base. But anyway, if you have anything for me to address, uh, please email me at chris at augustafreepress.com.